you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back with you. Buck, how you doing, man? Man, I'm good. I'm good, man. It's exciting. It's Thursday, Thursday Night Football. We got the Jaguars and the Cincinnati Bengals, which would be exciting to watch. Get a chance to see if the Bengals are mature enough to take care of business or if the Jaguars can get off a 18-game slide. <laughs> and then we got a great weekend of football, like a great weekend uh, of NFL games to kind of see everyone to talk about Brady returning. Uh, I've kind of <laughs> likened it to a Star Wars deal where it's Obi-Wan Kenobi dealing with Anakin, Darth nice. Vader, because Brady is nice. going to the dark side. So we can see how that happens. And then some other games, the Monday night game. I mean, with Raiders, Chargers. Man, that's it's good, man. It's a good it's a lot, weekend man. of football. Great weekend. Um, I'm looking forward to kind of bookending it um, with the Thursday and the Monday. And I don't know, hopefully don't get in trouble with Amazon because I don't know if it's officially been announced yet. Um, but we are coming back with our Thursday night scouts feed uh, yeah. this year. So that this fun. we're going to do a little dry run, a little rehearsal tonight uh, for that game for Bengals. And um, uh, why am I drawing a blank here? Jags, obviously. Uh, yeah, and then. Bengals and Jags. And, 
So we're going to get that going. Joy Taylor's back with us, so that's going to be a blast. So hopefully uh, you guys will continue to join us on Twitch and on, on Amazon to follow us there. I know uh, the Manning cast has got so much attention, um, and it's been a fun watch. But we're like, Buck, they're, they're late to the party, man. man. They're, late, Scout they're, speed. They're, late the, they're late to the party. Like, Scout Speed is, is like the original. So we'll take it up a notch. We'll see if we can make it fun. Uh, yep. It'll be nice. I know we shouldn't necessarily be cross-promoting maybe on this platform or not. But what would be great is if we could get some feedback from the Moves of Sticks followers on, like, what they would love to see in a telecast, in a yep. separate second screen experience. Like, what would be great in terms of, like, knowledge and insight and those things to see if we can bake some of that stuff into what we're doing and what we're seeing. Yeah. And uh, by the way, we're going to get to these games, all these games today, as well as a couple interesting uh, topics, how the Rams were built and their philosophy. And if that's going to catch on, uh, Buck, mm-hmm. you've got some great stuff on that. Uh, defending the most popular offense in the National Football League. Just read an article on that. I want to want to get into that as well. Um, but, you know, just in terms of what we're doing, I want to thank everybody that's, that's been rolling with us because the TV show on Mondays is the feedback has been great. Uh, all yeah. the numbers have been really good. So uh, everybody that's been kind of loyal uh, MTS pod fans, I think you guys have followed us over to the TV show on Mondays at, at 3 Eastern. So uh, we appreciate you doing that. You got to say thank you to the, to the people that uh, let us have these sweet gigs, man. Oh, uh, no, look, it's, it's, it's great. It's, um, it's been fun. It's been fun doing a lot of this stuff, um, you know, on TV, kind of taking the podcast and bringing it to life so people can see with the visual aids and all that other stuff. So it's a lot of fun. Hopefully we can continue to keep taking it up a notch and doing it that way. Um, so, yeah, it's great. All right, before we get to the Thursday night uh, game with the two number one overall pick quarterbacks, we're going to get some thoughts on that. Just real quick, uh, Richard Sherman gets a one-year deal, two point two five million, uh, with the Bucks. I mean, to me, uh, my opinion, Buck. Look, they got to get healthy up front, and uh, and once they're healthy up front with all those four, I think Richard Sherman, you know, he can he can have an impact there in, in what they do. But they are a front-to-back dependent group. I think we've said that multiple times on here. Yeah, it's all about the pass rush. It's all about what they're able to do up front. And Ty Bowles has taken the approach that. If we're struggling in the back end, I'm going to fix the back end by the way that we pressure up front. We're going to bring a tremendous amount of pressure. We can put uh, the burden on the quarterback to make good decisions under duress. And hopefully we create more mistakes than the plays we give up and we'll make it happen. I think what's different about this situation, because normally my uh, take with Richard Sherman coming in would be like, hey, he's going to help the young secondary help them win. Yeah. But he's won. A super, yeah. he's won a Super Bowl winner. So yeah. now this is uh, – kind of like Richard Sherman getting in where he fits in. What role can they carve out for the veteran on the island? He's not necessarily a nickel. Um, They can reshape their nickel or maybe they kick somebody else inside. He kind of comes in and plays on the outside when they're fully healthy, but just trying to figure out where they are because I thought this was a good young secondary when healthy. They just have been, I mean, victimized and played with a bunch of injuries. Yeah, no doubt. They get healthy up front, and um, I think you'll see all of a sudden magically the secondary will start playing much better. Uh, funny how that how, funny how that works. Um, all right, let's get to this uh, this Thursday night game here. It's a fun one. We don't always uh, do an extensive preview of the Thursday night game, and maybe you're listening to this and the game's already over. You're listening to this over the weekend. Um, but to me, when you look at the Bengals and you look at the Jags, I think the Bengals are kind of uh, maybe two rungs ahead in their development process of where the Jags are. Uh, but when you look at this Bengals team, uh, Buck, what gets you excited and and uh, what has you concerned? I'm excited about the promise that they've shown on offense. This is a very talented offense when you look at the skill players. Um, 
Joe Mixon has labeled uh, their skill players the uh, fabulous five, you know, and it's, it's, it's Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and then Jamar Chase. And they feel like they can stack up with anybody. And when you look at them on paper and when you watch them on tape, they absolutely can stack up. because yeah. This is a very talented quintet that they can put out there. And when Joe Burrow is protected, look, man, he can deal. He is mm-hmm. a point guard. He's a pass-first point guard. He's John Stockton out there throwing bounce passes to Carl Malone and Hornacek and all those guys on the break and kind of making it happen. The big thing has been running the offense through Joe Mixon because they're running it through the running back. They have taken some of the pressure off Joe Burrow. And we've talked about it. I think we talked about it in the podcast earlier. Eventually, it's going to flip. Yep. But then Joe Burrow later in the year will take a more leading role. But right now, as Joe Burrow's coming off that injury, they're running it through Joe Mixon. And we have said this, and we've said this from the time that we saw Joe Mixon at Oklahoma. He is one of the more talented, big-body hybrid backs that you'll find, meaning he is half running back, half receiver. And they haven't fully, they haven't even fully tapped into what he can do in the passing game. But he is certainly a, I mean, he is a hog. He is a horse that you have to deal with when, when you're defending the Bengals. Yeah, I, you remember the movie, uh, I think it was called Cable Guy with Jim Carrey. <laughs> you remember the basketball scene in that where he's warming up and he's got the headband on and he's doing all, he's doing like the suicide lines. Like, yes. Joe Burrow's just in the warm-up, man. He's just he's just in the warm-up phase right now. We're going to ease him into the season, put a lot more on a running game than we're putting on his shoulders, knowing that, as you mentioned, once we get to the second half of the season, I think you'll see that flip. In terms of numbers, he, he's only thrown it 75 times this year through three games. Joe Mixon's toted it 67 times. Love um, it. So love that, it. That, that, that's not something you can do over 17 games. But while you're getting him back comfortable off the leg, his his uh, you know his scramble numbers and and kind of play creating numbers are down for Burrow because he doesn't really have to, and they're kind of letting him just get back in the mix. But, but you'll see that I guarantee you'll see that once we get going. And also, DJ, the reason you can play that way is because your defense is actually playing pretty well. Yeah, like when your defense is able to keep the score down from an offensive standpoint. Well, now I don't have to be as risky. I don't have to necessarily put my foot on the gas and, and see if we can push the pace and do some of those things. They're very, very comfortable uh, when they have the game under control, just kind of, Hey, let's, let's put it in four corners. Let's take our time. Let's do it. And so I, I, I like, I like what I'm seeing from them, but this is a huge game. I think this is actually a bigger game for the Bengals than the Jaguars. The reason why this yeah. is a big game for the Bengals is because expectations have always been very, very low for the Cincinnati Bengals. But now when you start to win a couple of games and now you're on a big stage on a Thursday night where you expected to win, this is a maturity game. Do they have enough maturity to take care of business when you're expected to win? That's what we'll see. We'll see if Zach Taylor can get these guys going when everyone expects them to come out and and knock the Jaguars out the box. And from a defensive standpoint, Larry Ogunjobi, I tweeted this out today, playing as well as, as any interior defensive lineman. He's really been a good fit there. Playing in kind of that three technique, letting him use his quickness to get upfield. Didn't really – I mean, look, the Browns' D-line is loaded, so he just didn't really pop there. They figured out a way to use him, and he's he's showing you power and quickness. He's playing really well. DJ Reader next to him is a mm-hmm. big old hoss, man. He can, he can, you know, push the pocket. So they've got two disruptive inside guys, and then the two outside guys – I don't think Hendrickson and Hubbard are like special players, Buck, but they never stop. They just they're always going. I'm, look, I'm glad I'm glad you said that. And this is something that uh, I got from Matt Rule. I think he mentioned it on the podcast, but yeah. I heard him in a clinic talk about this. 
if you want a defense that plays hard, get players that play hard. <laughs> so if you want a defense that looks like it has a collective motor, you have to have high motor players on the field. And it may not necessarily be about their talent, but it's about what you talked about with Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard. Cause you're right, DJ. I wouldn't say they're a level athletes or technicians, but when you're persistent and you play hard, you will fall into place because your effort gets you there mm-hmm. compared to the Washington football team who's very talented, but they're not playing hard. And yeah. so that's the difference. And so the Bengals have a chance because they're playing hard and playing hard will give you an opportunity to create plays. It's absolutely true. Cause when you watch all their pressure reels, I'm not seeing clean wins by Hubbard and Hendrickson, but I'm seeing those interior guys pushing things back and I'm seeing them kind of as a result of effort and stick to just finding a way to get home. So um, it's interesting how they're constructed up front. Logan Wilson, who we both liked coming out of Wyoming. Yes, yes. He's playing well. He's got their two picks this year. Um, the interesting thing in this game, which is going to be a challenge, their best two secondary players are out. Chidobe Awuzie has played really well coming over from the yeah. Cowboys. Um, and Jesse Bates, we've talked about him a bunch on the show, how we're big fans of his. So those two guys being out puts Eli Apple in the spotlight. Uh, Trey Waynes, we get a chance to see him finally uh, for the first time uh, for the Bengals. So we'll see how he does. Yeah, look, it's a huge loss not having Jesse Bates there. Uh, uh, great defenses are built strong down the middle. Jesse Bates has been a, a, a big part of what they're doing. I know Von Bell is there and playing, but Jesse Bates is kind of like the the blue chip player in that secondary. He's also up uh, for big money. And so mm-hmm. they, they kind of need him in the mix to make it happen. So this will be a thing where Eli Apple is absolutely vulnerable. The tape that follows him throughout his career says that he is susceptible to being worn out. So we'll see. I don't know if the Jaguars have anybody that can challenge him mm-hmm. like he should be challenged. But yeah, he is the Waldo. He is the guy that they should go after and see if he can hold up under the barrage of pressure of balls going in his direction. Yeah. Uh, when you look at this Jags, last question on the Jags, and we'll move on here. You look at this Jags offense. Um, we're a long ways away from the offseason, Buck, but number one on your to-do list would be what? What does this playmakers. offense need? Yeah, yeah they need playmakers. They need a legitimate number one mm-hmm. receiver. I mean, a number one receiver that it is clear and apparent that he is the number one. And I would go so far to say that they almost need a 1A and a 1B because right now Marvin Jones is there. Marvin Jones is a nice veteran, but he's probably more of a number three. Yeah. They need, um, and I am saying not necessarily in the draft. I would say, I would take, uh, and we've talked about this approach in the draft. I would double down. Yeah. I would sign one in free agency. So, for instance, a guy that you see every week, um, mm-hmm. Mike Williams, I think is coming up. He's up. Yeah. I would think about signing a playmaker like him. And in drafting one to go with him, I'm going to double down on the position to be able to do it. And I know I can talk about speed, but I think you need an anchor, someone that you can put at the X spot and say, this guy's going to catch 90 balls. He's going to give me about 1,200 yards and maybe eight or nine touchdowns. And we're going to build it out from that. Because right now, I don't know if when we're looking at it, if there's anyone on the perimeter that scares me at all that I am. DJ, if we were doing the advanced scouting report, where if we're presenting to the defense, that we're saying, hey, coach, I'm just letting you know, you need to have a plan for X, Y, and Z. There's no one on the Jaguars that creates that conversation in the meeting room. 
I'm looking. I'm just looking this up now. This is this is from our buddy uh, Greg Rosenthal on his top free agents that he had um, coming up. And now some of these guys have got deals. So if I if I give you one that's got a deal, just correct me. But when you look at some of the available names, start with Devontae Adams, right? Throw it, throw it I, I mean, I mean, I, throw, we'll see what the they ball. do. You know, they maybe that's you know, I, I mm-hmm. can't imagine that Green Bay they can screw that it, up. Easy but, to be franchise. Yeah. yeah. It, so that not, would, that, yeah. that would be the guess. Um, but maybe that's, you know, we'll see what happens with them with Aaron and what they're going to do there. Uh, Allen Robinson never, he never got his deal. Did he, did Allen Robinson get paid? I don't no, think he never so. Got paid from Chicago. Cortland Sutton's back healthy again. Um, mm-hmm. is a big time playmaker. Uh, Chris Godwin, he got paid, right? Did Godwin get Just paid? One year he's on franchise. Golly, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to keep up with all those over the off season. So that's a, that's a pretty good list of names. You just mentioned Mike Williams is having as good a year as anybody in the league. So, um, there'll be veteran guys they could go get, try and give them a, an opportunity to start that double-up process. And the reason why you want a veteran guy, think about the jump that Josh Allen had when Stefan Diggs came over. Yeah, When you have a young Good quarterback, point. I think it's more important to pair him with a veteran receiver because there's a trust factor, right? A veteran knows how to play. You know that, hey, when I call this play, yeah. he's going to be in this spot. I think one of the reasons why Justin Herbert, you see it every Good week, point. he has older guys. That they're going to be there. Not only Mike Williams, but Keenan Allen is a is a, is a vet, a Pro Bowl caliber, a Pro Bowl player. So now I know in a jam I can throw to this player because he's going to be exactly where we work on it. With a younger guy, you, you they're still figuring it out. So that's why I think it's important. A get a veteran and then a younger guy because Joe Burrow I think benefits from Tyler Boyd being mm-hmm. a veteran a player that is dependable and trustworthy. And then you have the young guys in T Higgins and Jamar Chase. How about Jamar Kyler Chase Murray? How about Kyler Murray with, with Hopkins? Yes. Kyler Murray. That's another great example. I think you pair those young quarterbacks with a veteran receiver because I think it makes the game easier for them. And you look at some of the young quarterbacks that maybe haven't popped yet. They don't have a veteran guy in the, in the wide receiver. doesn't court. have that like premier, premier guy. Um, you look at D- Daniel Jones with the Giants, and they try to go out and get Galladay. This they got a bunch of number See, twos but, but, and threes. But, but I'm be honest, and and I, yeah, I don't I don't think Galladay is like a no. I don't think he's a one. I don't think he's a, a guy like that. Yeah. So and then we saw Sam Darnold kind of flutter with the Jets. Now he goes Veterans. here. Now yeah. he's got he's got some. He dudes. got his guy back, Robbie yeah. Anderson back, and then DJ Moore has grown into being a really really good player. And so you have that DJ. We're we're sitting here seeing it and saying it. All the young quarterbacks who are really getting it done. With exception of Joe, well, even Joe Burr, because we just talked about Taylor There's a veteran, a high-level veteran. Uh, we talk about blues and depending on the color system where you yeah. are, blues and reds. Yeah. you got to have somebody that's up there that can be able to do it. Now, if you have an older quarterback, you can bring in a younger guy because the older quarterback will bring the younger receiver around. But with a young mm. quarterback, I want an established veteran that – my guy knows, hey, when I call this route, he's going to be exactly in the spot on time and he can let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think having a safety net like a Tyler Boyd, then you go out and get a real number one young guy like Jamar Chase. Yes. Yes. Now, we're, now we're cooking with gas. Um, all right, I, I want to um, come back. Why we're kind of on the Bengals here and Zach Taylor, that's an offense that almost, gosh, half the league is running right now. I read an interesting article about that. So right after this, we're going to get into uh, what teams are doing trying to defend this. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. 
So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. All right, Buck, so I'm, I'm reading this article, and I, for the life of me, I read it the other day, and I tried to find it to properly source it and give whoever wrote it credit but it's out there and whoever whoever did it did a fantastic job so i apologize i apologize for not giving you okay. credit but if you look it up i'm sure somebody smarter than me can find it and who wrote it but it was about defending this shanahan uh scheme and and specifically um the, the boot pass that it, off the stretch off the outside zone and and how that's just carved people up in kind of the single high safety world that that is what has been there to defeat that with overs uh, with shot plays stretching you out horizontally to attack you vertically that's we've been talking about this offense and how quarterback friendly it is forever you think about all the teams that are running this obviously you've got the Niners you've got the Rams the Seahawks are now doing it uh the Green Bay Packers the Cleveland Browns I mean it's it's everywhere um mm-hmm. you're seeing this and a big staple of that is the stretch boot and be able to take shots down the field and he said he did this really good article on how teams are adjusting to that. And if you go look at the Titans game against the Cardinals, he posted a bunch of clips, really well done, and showed because the Titans run a lot of that right outside zone with, with Derrick Henry. And then they, they come off that and take shots down the field. Well, forever, you know, the backside end, because of run duties, has had to kind of shuffle down the line and protect mm-hmm. the back door, right? Anything cut back, you got to be in your lane. You, that was rule number one. Don't get caught up the field because yeah. they're going to cut back under they, they bring it right back under. And kind of on the heels of what we've talked about, um, about yards, not really – you don't care about yards. We care about points. Mm-hmm. And if you want to run the ball successfully, t- a lot of teams are saying, Had go it. right ahead. 
So instead of worrying about that cutback run potentially getting you for 8, 10, maybe 15-yard run, they have now, and this is in, in the author's terms, have greenlit the backside defensive end. of Go you, have no, you, you have no run responsibilities. That quarterback's head goes away from you. I don't care. You are beelining. And so that's why, if you remember in that game, right, Tannehill mm-hmm. comes off play action and Chandler Jones, bam, hits him, fumble, <laughs> touchdown, right? So they've been doing this, and now this is this is going on around the league. Is there and and how they're getting away with it is, you know, if you if you you know we used to do this. Uh, Rex's defense used to do this all the time. We'd always spill a lot of spill. So your outside end can crash and go hard inside. The backers got to replace, right? So the backers yes. got to replace him. And you yes. just call it spilling, spilling it. Well, that's what they're doing on these stretch boots. Is that now if it comes out the back door, it's on the second level defender to be able to replace to that inside end. of them. Yeah. Correct. So yeah. I, I just thought about, you know, I was thinking about that. I'm like, you know what? There's always an action and a reaction. And now we're seeing kind of these two high shell defenses now that are starting to go all over the league. I see it with Brandon Staley mm-hmm. to take away some of these shot plays. You can't get those deep overs. Don't that 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 doesn't cook as well when you got two dudes back there versus a single high safety. So that's the aspect of it. But I thought, man, just we care about quarterbacks. We don't care about the running game. I've seen it. I've seen it for two weeks with the Chargers. The darn Cowboys and, and Chiefs run for darn near two hundred yards each game. They don't. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter because it's a points league. And what happens is one offensive play callers. It takes someone that is extraordinary to be very patient with the running game. Like there are only a handful of teams that are okay living in the run game. One would be the Baltimore Ravens. They yeah. don't mind if you're gonna give us the run. We'll take the run all day. You know. And then, who else? Maybe the Niners. But even with Kyle Shanahan, the running game is to set up the big play in the passing game. And because most of them want to use the threat of the run so they can throw play action, if you obliterate the quarterback and take away the play action, it is frustrating to have to run the football over and over and over again. As much as we may say, hey, man, they gained 150 yards, they're controlling it. Yes. But if you don't get the explosive plays, yeah, you can't win. No. Our old buddy, our buddy, Brian Billick, who yeah. used to come on the show from time to time, would always talk about what the toxic yeah. formula, yeah. turnovers and explosive plays. Yep. DJ, that's what the game comes down to, turning the ball over and the explosive plays that you can generate. And if you're not generating the explosive plays because it's harder on the ground game to generate those explosives, you have a tough time winning games. Mm-hmm. You this have a tough article, time winning. This article, by the way, finally I found Oliver Connolly is who wrote this. Um, and it's a read optional is the name of the website. So look it up. Hat tip to Oliver Connolly. It's a great article. Um, fascinating look at this whole thing. I, I'll, I'll forward it to you, Buck, uh, so you can check it out. But it is uh, it's interesting to just see how things take over the NFL for a time, right? And then mm-hmm. defense catches up, and then you got to evolve and go to the next thing. Um, that's why we were talking the other day about innovating with tempo. You know, can you innovate with with what you know, varying your tempo and different things? But you've got to always be thinking of the next thing, um, or else they're going to figure things out. And that's why it kind of brings me to the other side of this, which is the Chiefs. You know, Chiefs are still scoring thirty points. I'm mean, act like they're not. It's not like they're you know, stroy- like terrible on offense, but it's not quite where it was in terms of you know the efficiency and i think they've got an adjustment to make here as they're start they're going to start mm-hmm. seeing the same thing every week yeah now it's funny because you talk about the kansas city chiefs that has always been the thing what are you willing to do um when they give it to you if teams are giving you the running game are you willing to be patient enough to continue to take it moreover 
are you willing to say, no, 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 no. We're going to dictate the terms and we're going to flip it. You're not going to make us play a certain way. We're going to find a way to flip this so that we still can do what it is that we want to do. And Mm -hmm. it's a challenge. And it's a challenge for Andy Reid and those other guys. How can I take advantage of those things? I think one thing that you can do to take advantage of the too high safety thing, I believe you need to see the slow screen Mm -hmm. come back because everyone is so conscious of taking the deep ball away. I think you have to then be able to, okay, we're going to drop back. We're going to fake this way. Look, and then we're going to send two or three linemen out the back door with the back. We're going to dump it to them. And we're basically going to screen you to death. Mm -hmm. Andy Reid used to be so great with the screens going back to Philadelphia, the early days with Jamal Charles in Kansas city, the running game and the screen game can be a bigger factor to slow down those soft defenses because now it's, okay, it's a kick return. Mm-hmm. I got my running back with two or three guys leading, and I can do that. It's going to be harder to generate the shot plays because about – and we saw that we saw this last year, DJ. We saw this last year on a Thursday night. We saw Buffalo yeah. play – They were patient that day. They were patient that day, but it still came down to the very end. Came down to the very end. Buffalo yep. parked the two safeties in the parking lot and did it. And Buffalo just wasn't good enough on offense yeah. to make it work. But yep. – they laid, they sowed the seeds to, all right, here's what we're going to do. And mm-hmm. more teams, you see it. And when you have an offseason to study the Shanahan system because so many of those disciples are all over the place, yeah, it was a think tank. I'm sure all these yeah. defense coordinators have gotten together and figured out what's the best way to play them. Or they do what some people do. Who has played well against these teams? Yeah. Oh, Brandon Staley playing with light boxes. Mm-hmm. Let's copy what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can do what they're doing. And that's that's what you're seeing. Another thing they talked about in this article, again, um, to make sure I give him proper credit here, um, that is Oliver Connolly on Read Optional. Great article. Anyway, Steve talked a little bit about, um, you know, you see the single high safety, which was the Seattle defense. I saw, you know, with Gus Bradley with with the Chargers for all those years, um, is when you have that single high safety and you go play action boot, not only do you have just one deep middle defender, off, off the run action, that second level gets sucked in. So now you've got the space between a safety who plays very deep in that in that scheme. He's deep. You've got the linebackers who've been sucked up towards the line of scrimmage. Any kind of crossers or over routes, Buck, there's so much, there's so much space. So we're saying basically now teams are 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 with their linebackers playing against these types of teams is you're just scraping and playing over the top. We're not attacking the line of scrimmage because if you attack the line of scrimmage and they pull the ball. There's too much. There's too much free and open space out there. I thought it was fascinating, man. Yeah, like you, so, you, you're slowly pulling the pin. You're not being as aggressive on yeah. that. You're spending all of your time in the off season trying to figure out, okay, how we're playing these things. Uh, DJ, I remember um, watching teams and playing on defenses where if they ran the boot, you would literally. So if we go stretch to the offensive right, boot to the left, the linebackers would move to their way, and then they would turn and look up. Instead of looking at the quarterback, they're turning their eyes back to, let's see if I can find the crosser coming back so I can run. Mm-hmm. You spend all your time working on that because the bootleg is such a dangerous thing that when they get going, it's a problem. And when you're dealing with the Shanahan's, it's not just the bootleg. It's the bootleg action stop and fire it down the field for yeah. a 50-yard game. Yeah. The explosive plays are the ones that are – that are killing you. And so it's, it's the deep over, it's the thing. But let's think about this. McVeigh started crushing people with those things. Well, I mean, Shanahan was doing it too. 
what was that 2018 when he came to the Rams? Yeah, yeah, when it took off. He, he did. It's taken like three or four years for the league to, yeah. to catch up with it. So mm-hmm. now the funny thing would be for McVay and those guys to now go back, go back and look at tape from 2013, 2014, 2015, and see what was popular then and go back to using that stuff. Because when I talk to him, we, we talk about this guy a lot. But when I talk to Dennis Thurman, yeah. a lot, Dennis Thurman played way back in the heyday, the 70s and 80s. He talked about defending Joe Gibbs, who's one of the originators yeah, of some of this deep over stuff. Yeah, off to a lot said, of 12 personnel and all that. Yeah. He said, Buck, you, he said, you spent your entire time trying to figure out, okay, we know they're going to throw it. When is it coming? Mm-hmm. And you had to have all these rules like, A, if they win a single high safety defense, if they run the deep over and the post safety, you drive the over backside corner, you go to the you post. Stay on top, so the man. other day we saw the 49ers, Yari Alexander's interception. Mm-hmm. They were in quarters, but it was the same concept. It was roll the post. The safety drove the over. Yari mm-hmm. Alexander comes from the backside and yep. picks it off. But you got to spend your entire offseason working against those <clears> things. <throat> if you wait the game week, You'll never get it right. Yeah, that's fascinating, man. Um, anyway, so I encourage again everybody to go check that article out. Really, really good job. Um, that's what's so cool about the media right now. It used to be you had what NFL.com, ESPN.com, and that was about it. Yeah. Now there's so many different outlets, and people have access to the video. Um, so hat tip to him. Good article. It was, it was a fun read. All right, right after this, we're going to get into the Rams building philosophy and uh, if it's going to be duplicated. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'sMakeAPlan.org. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. All right, Buck, I, I'm going to give you the floor here. Uh, the Rams have uh, have bucked uh, traditional uh, thinking here, and it's worked. Why don't you explain it? Yeah, no, it's, it's worked, DJ. Like, coming from our backgrounds, when you come, and so everyone understands, there's a difference in being a college scout and a pro scout. When you're a college scout, you are really fixated on the college game. You typically have a, a, a mindset of, I want to build my team, draft, and develop. I want to use all my lottery tickets on these prospects. We're going to bring them in. We're going to develop them with our great coaching staff. And this is going to be a sustainable model that allows us to build a championship team for the next decade. The LA Rams have basically kicked dirt into that trend (laughs) and said like, that's great that you got all those lottery tickets. But what I want to do is I'm going to go to the fair and I have won all the games and I'm going to cash in my lottery tickets for the big stuffed bear. I want the big bear that's hanging up at the top of the thing. Oh, but you know, you can, nope, give me the big bear. I want the big bear and we're going to put it on. And DJ, when we're we're kids in North Carolina, like you go to the fair with your girlfriend and the only thing you want to do is have the big bear on the thing. So you were like the cool dude. Mm -hmm. Les Snead and Sean McVay must've gone to the fair a lot when they were kids, because that is what they're doing. They're taking all those lottery tickets from winning all those games uh, putting the ping pong balls in the goldfish bowl, uh, yep. the, the rings around the, the balloons, Coke bottles, the yeah. rings around the Coke bottle, the, the yeah. basketball toss, the water gun, the-, the water gun on the horse <laughs> with yeah. the clown yeah. and all the other stuff. <laughs> they're taking all of those tickets and they're cashing them in for um, the big bear. And the big bear is this players over picks rather mm-hmm. than expending first round picks on 50, 50 prospects. Uh, because I think our old guy, Charlie Cassery, our old colleague at NFL Media, used to talk about the 50, like it's about first round, 50-50 or so on first round picks. They're saying, yeah, we don't worry about the picks. We're going to go get the proven players. So they go and trade and get a Jalen Ramsey, proven all-pro player. They give up first round picks and all that stuff. Yeah, that's fine. And the money, we too. Go get, you, gotta, you get the first and the money. You give up the and, picks and the money. Yeah. And, and the money. Yeah. Oh, we got one of the best that can do it. Oh, you know, we like Jerry Goff, and that's cool. We draft and developed him, but ooh, look at the look at that big old bear over there, like Matthew Stafford yeah. bear. Hey, yeah. he even has like the hey, yeah, we'll give you Jerry Goff and some first round picks to go and get the big bear and Matthew Stafford. So now what you're looking at is a team with Aaron Donald who was drafted and developed, they re-signed or whatever. But now you're looking at a team that on paper we're like, man, that is a really top-heavy team. If they have an injury, what happens? Well, if they don't have an injury, they have better players than you have. And it becomes a problem because their A-level talent is extraordinary. The only thing I would say to this when it comes to the draft, though, is this is really where you have to have an outstanding scouting staff because your scouting staff has to find wins in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rounds. And that is what they've been able to do. They've been able to supplement their A-level talents with a bunch of lower draft picks 
that are playing at a high level. And I'm not saying all low draft picks because Van Jefferson was a two, Cooper Cup was a two or three. I think um, some of their other guys have been later round picks that are having success. Mm-hmm. And that has given them a model that when you look at them, you're like, man, they're very talented. And if their A-level talents play at that level, I mean, they, they are problematic. In basketball terms, I would call them their team that is built like the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah. And we have seen when the Brooklyn Nets are healthy, they can go toe-to-toe. I know DeVille wouldn't want to hear this, but if Kyrie Irving doesn't get hurt, the Milwaukee Bucks <laughs> never win a title because the Brooklyn Nets were having their way with the Bucks because they were more they were more talented. But it is a model that I'm keeping an eye on because I do think it's fascinating to see how they've given up these draft picks and really focus on getting players. So I want to hit on this because you just said, okay, you don't have the ones, which they're going to end up going seven straight years without a first-round pick, which is crazy, right? Um, but I want you to think about it this way. If we think about it in terms of money, right? If you say a first-round pick is worth a dollar, okay? Second-round picks worth 75 cents. Third-round picks worth 50 cents. Fourth-round pick is worth a quarter. What they've done, Buck, as you said, it not you know, we got to be able to hit on those you know, second, third, fourth-round picks, They've given themselves more shots at those picks. So when you look at this last year, they didn't have a one. They had a two, a three. They had three fours. So that's 75 cents. They might not have a dollar for the first round pick, but they've got three quarters. So, you you know, you hit on one of those, you know, now your, your math changes. So then we go back to 2020. No one, right? Well, they got two twos. So that's 75 cents and 75 cents. So the, like the drop off is not yes. like huge. And yes. then uh, that year they also had two threes. 2019 they had no one, but they had a two. They had three threes. 2018 there's no one. They had a three. They had no one or two, but they had a three. Then they got two fours. They got two fives. They got three sixes. Like so. In other words, just give me just give me more bites at the, more give me more bites at the apple there. So in essence, what you're telling me is. I'm giving up some of my, I'm giving up the big gold lottery tickets. Yeah. I'm getting back the pink ones. So I'm getting back the pink ones that I can't qualify for the big bear, but what I may yeah. be able to do is get the souvenir cup. So yeah. they're getting a bunch of souvenir cups and, and things to leave as a yeah. consolation prize. But what they're doing is they're beginning to get two or three cups that they then trade in for maybe yeah. another big bear down the line. But yeah. they are. And it's funny because people talk about the Jimmy Johnson model. Like, you know, we talk about the trade chart and all those other things. But when you listen to Jimmy Johnson talk, he said, well, all these things are are alike. Like, I want more bites at the apple because Zach Thomas is a fifth round pick. But if I just I just want to keep swinging, I just want to take cuts at 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 bats. See, I think I think you get in trouble when you're trading your your first and second round picks. And then you're like, "Okay, I got one third round pick, one fourth round pick. And now it's like. I can't, I have to hit, like, I can't afford to miss on any of these. They've given themselves a little margin for error uh, with these draft but, picks. But DJ, we've talked about this like numerous times, particularly on Patch of the Draft as, as, as it's leading up. All you have to do to accumulate more of those things is, okay, if I have a two and I trade back, give me a three. So yeah. now I've gone from one three to two threes. Yeah. And okay, let's take that second three and trade back. So now give me a couple fours. Or give me a couple, and then you parlay in packages. Oh, like, hey, I'll give you two sixes to move up and get a five. There are ways that you can manipulate it because we do it from one year to the next. Do it from like, hey, this year you want my you want my three. Give me your two next year. Done. Done. 
Simple, simple. We've seen the Seattle Seahawks go into a draft with four picks. Yeah. And by the end of the day, they have eight to 10 picks because they're swapping them out. So there are ways to do it. I think now what you're seeing, as we have a younger trend towards general managers, general managers are not as afraid to trade and swap out and be aggressive and creative in terms of how they do uh, the ammunition on draft day. So I'm glad you mentioned the Seahawks. So this would be my one point there is that they traded the two ones, right, for Jamal Adams. But if you look at last year, Buck, they had they had a second-round pick, a fourth-round pick, a sixth-round pick. They had three picks last year. They need more picks. They need more picks. So that's the difference, I would say. The Rams have acquired these star players, and then they did, at least this last year, you saw the evidence of them getting more bites at the apple. I think it's dangerous – I think it's dangerous when you are trading first round picks and you can't have a draft with three picks. Like you can't. That's no, not, and see, that's not now here's, here's what I would say that might have influenced their thinking because in the past they had success with undrafted free agents yeah. that maybe you fall into the trap of, oh, it's fine. We'll find some undrafted. But last year was the worst yes. undrafted free agent year Absolutely. we've ever had. Fewer of those guys made the team than ever. And like going back to like the 90s. Right. And so in speaking to their mindset, because during their heyday, you remember their heyday when they were the Legion of Boom and they were winning. Yeah. They had a tremendous amount of success with the Doug Baldwins and the undrafted guys that were able to make the team. And sometimes that influences or kind of clouds your mind when you think about the undrafted free agent pool. But mm-hmm. I think you are maybe onto something in terms of, no, 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 we're, we're okay giving up the first rounders. Yeah. But if we can acquire multiple ones, multiple picks in later rounds that gives us an opportunity to make sure that we fortify the depth and it gives us an opportunity to maybe hit the lotto on some of those later round picks i remember brad holmes uh leaving to get the general manager's job with the detroit lions i think that's two threes right so you get Mm -hmm. one three last year and one three next year so um those help too no those those certainly help man there was a i can't remember a long time ago there was a study that talked about the difference between first rounders and second rounders in like from an analytical thing, it was proven that it wasn't a huge difference in terms of production. I think it's split. Things. I think it's split. I think that like if you lop off the top 10 of the first round and then you compared like 11 to the end of the second round, I don't think there's as much difference between that group, you know? And yeah. And so you have to know, know where you're at. And I, I think for the Rams, I don't know if the Rams have been trading off those kinds of first round picks. No, they're, they're all late ones. Successful. So they're late ones. And we talk about maybe in the draft, True first-round picks, maybe 18 to 22 players. Yeah. The rest of those guys are right on the line when it comes to are they really genuine blue-chip players. And if yeah. they're not, that's where the variances are. Yeah, I think like I, I think if you looked at the the, uh, the hit rate is way higher than 50% when you're probably looking at the top 20 picks. Yes. You know, the misses in the first round, traditionally, they're going to more likely come towards the back end. And there's yeah, no and difference I think between Charlie pick 21 and pick 55. Yeah, yeah, I think Charlie corrected me. I think he told me, he came back and told me like 75% in the first round. It drops down to 50 maybe in the second round. But um, there is something that you just, that you have to like about that stuff. Yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, let's... Uh, Let's keep things rolling here. Tom Brady and uh, going back to, to the Patriots here. I know every show in America is talking about this. You know, it's probably their whole show for majority of people. Um, mm-hmm. We don't need to do that. But just kind of your your, your takeaways here on what this looks like. Mm. This is interesting, right? This is interesting because like this is going 
there's so many soap operas and those things coming. First, I'll talk about it from Bill Belichick's standpoint and the Patriots. If you're Bill Belichick and you have 20 years to watch your a quarterback play, you see him every day in practice, you see him in all the games, I have to believe that you can build a game plan that you, you, you know him. You know him. You know how he thinks. You know what he doesn't like. You know what gives him problems because you've sat in the office and helped him work through some of the issues that other teams present. So from a game plan perspective, I think the Patriots can certainly put together a plan that can give Brady some problems based on where he is and those things. The issue that you have, I don't know if you're good enough to execute it because the game plan is not just from a defensive standpoint, but also from an offensive standpoint. Can you play complimentary ball and do those things? And so I think this could be a game where Brady may not play great, but his team is better. His team is better around him, and that might give him a chance. But I don't know. It's really personal. But I, I think he can create a game plan to make it hard. I just don't know if he has enough bullets in the gun to make it work. Okay, I'm going to give you uh, my analogy here on this game, Buck. So let's say you're on a high school team, right? You've got your two best players on the high school team, high school basketball team, okay? Yeah. So, you know, these guys are really competitive. You've won championships together you know, 1A and 1B, and like, man, who is who is more responsible for this? Is it A or B? Who is the guy? Who You know, they debate it around the school, around the campus, and then then all of a sudden they get together, coach gets together and says, you know, we're going to settle this thing once and for all. Bring the whole basketball team in there, and they say, okay, player A, you're the captain of this team. Player B, you're the captain of the other team. We're going to have a game, and we're going to find out whose team wins determines who's better. Are you ready? Okay. Uh, player A, you get the first five picks. You go ahead, pick all you get to pick your first five teammates, and then player B, you get the sixth pick, and you get to see. So we're gonna wait, wait a second. How can we find out who's better when that guy gets the first, he gets the five best players, and I get to make the I get the sixth best player? Like that ain't fair. Like if you had a draft of the players between the Patriots and the Bucks, and we went 22 deep, you might have 16, 17 bucks in five, four or five Patriots. Is, is, oh yeah, that the truth? I mean, that's what uh, Bill Belichick is definitely going to the gunfight with a butter knife. He does not. He does not have enough. He does not have enough. This will be. If he's able to do it, it will have to be one of the more masterful scheme jobs that he's ever done in a yeah. regular season. Like he is going to have to, I mean, really manipulate the X's and O's to make this work because player for player, they're inferior to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. I mean, Antonio Brown comes back. DJ, we saw it when Antonio Brown played that <laughs> that first week. We have Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski. It's a problem. Mm-hmm. It's a problem in the matchup. And I like J.C. Jackson and some of the other guys they have in the back end, but it's a problem because there is a weak link somewhere there that they have a favorable advantage. Yeah. Then you think about the offensive line in front of Tom Brady. That offensive line is pretty, pretty salty and solid. I don't know who the Patriots – Who's the Patriots pass rusher that's going to win consistently to make Tom Brady uncomfortable? So is this a coverage game where you're going to drop back and say, okay, we'll rush three, we'll drop eight, and we'll just cover him up, and maybe we'll get home on these coverage sacks and those things. That's It's tough. But then when we flip it, DJ, who's the guy that scares you on the Patriots offense? Is- Let me ask you this. Let me put it to this way. Let me ask you this question. Would one of the Patriots' defensive linemen start for the Tampa Bay Bucks? No. Would one of the New England Patriots' wide receivers start 
for the Tampa Bay Bucks? No. We're saying it's a quarterback pass rush league, <laughs> right? We know Tom and Mac's not a fair fight. I mean, just where Mac is in his career is not a mm-hmm. fair fight. Now Tom's got way better receivers, and he doesn't have to go up against a pass rush that Mac's going to have to go up against. So, I mean, so, Bill Belichick have to have the greatest freaking game plan of all time if he wins this game. He's going to have to dig so deep in the satchel to pull this one out. I mean, like, really deep to pull. Oh, by the way, any of those linebackers? I mean, they've got some solid players. Matt Judon, Hightower, Van Oy, solid players. They don't start for the Bucks. No. Who are you taking off the field? No. no. The, only, the, the only advantage, I would say, is the Patriots' secondary in most instances, but then – yeah, I, I give their secondary the edge, but it's not. But the secondary decisive. is not facing the, the secondary is not facing the secondary. They're facing yeah. the wide receivers, which is a problem. And so, I know. Yeah, and I and I would say I think the Tampa secondary matches up better with the New England wide receivers than uh, yeah. than the Patriots secondary matches up with the Bucks wide receivers. So right now we've said we haven't found any advantage for the Patriots in the margins. We haven't found there no advantage. Maybe this is just a way. Belichick likes it because if if the New England Patriots win this game, there's only one guy to point to. DJ, that's it. it it's him. That's, that's, he will have to have one of the best game plans that he has ever produced in a regular season game to win this. Yeah. Like I, because I don't know how, I don't know what he can come up with to do it. I, I honestly, like from a defensive standpoint, because I'm I'm looking at them and I'm looking at the what like. I challenge you. I challenge you. I'm sure. I'm sure there's Patriot fans that are listening to us and they're fuming right now. Do the exercise. Get you. Get you a buddy and sit down and say we're going to draft between these two rosters and draft. Get to the number 22 and add up how many Bucks versus Patriot players you have. I don't. DJ, I don't know. (laughs) This is where I am on this whole game, man. Yeah. So it is. It is definitely that. Like, okay, hey, player A, you get the first. Five picks. What? Yeah. Oh, him, 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 him. <laughs> yeah, I'll take Mike Evans. Uh, give me Vita Vea. Yeah. I'll take I'll take Shaq Barrett and JPP. Okay, you pick one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it, it, it's really hard. And so there's a lot to be blown. And I, I think look, the entire conversation has been unfair because what the Patriots did together with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick is different. It's different teams. Yeah. Like, they're different teams. The three that they won, the first part of 2000, then they come back and win the the, the final different teams. The, the team was constructed completely different, differently. And I think both guys have to take credit for their roles in it. Uh, the first three was more of the run game, defense, complimentary ball. Tom Brady just couldn't manage it. At the end, Tom Brady had a bigger say in it. Tom Brady, yeah. the offense and those things. And so, I mean, I, look, I think you have to give both guys credit for, for what they did. But this doesn't settle – any of that 20-year stuff, but it's that pickup basketball game that we're talking about. Yeah. Hey, man, we're going to roll out the balls. Hey, it's not fair. Figure it out. <laughs> Coach, Coach, that's it. Yeah. Here we go. That's it. Balls up. <laughs> Check. Yeah, this, yeah this, is, this is a tough one. That is what it is, man. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, Buck? No, nah, man, I think we covered a lot of ground. I think this is one of the best conversations in terms of all the other stuff. The yeah. Shanahan system, talking about the Rams, and then – Tom Brady and his awesome pickup basketball team. My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> if this was intramural ball in college, oh yeah. man, he's done it. That's he's it. Done it all. 
that's it. Life, life ain't fair. Life ain't fair. Good luck, Mac. Man, if they go out and get it, though, I'll tip, I'll tip my Seattle Kraken hat to Coach Belichick if they win this one. Uh, hey man, yeah, this, 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 that'll be enough. That right there be enough if you to get a gold jacket if they're able to pull this one off. Yeah, because, just put the jacket yeah. on him as he walk as as Belichick walks off the field. David Baker should be running behind him to put the just gold jacket over his shoulders. Yeah, yeah. First half coach to get a gold jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, that's gonna do it for us today. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. Be sure to check out the TV show. Uh, every Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern. That's the Move the Six show. Hey, go ahead and just uh, just TiVo it if you don't. You're not going to be around. You're at work that day. Uh, set it up, record it, and you can catch it later. Um, but it's a lot of fun. We've enjoyed it. Appreciate you guys hanging with us. Uh, we'll catch you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.